a Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. I was thinking, I was joking about it with my buddy. I was like, it almost sounds like Mutt should have been like on this song with you, because like I could hear like Mutt style backing vocals, like shine a light, shine a light, or something like you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, I'm I'm sure I'll work with Mutt again. Yeah, yeah. You see that like happening? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'd like to, of course. We talk still a lot. I yeah. mean, we're we're always going to be great friends because we spent most of the 90s together I mean waking up the neighbors and then 18 you know I mean like waking up the neighbors on it's, it's my top in my top five favorite records of all time like Thank I've you. listened to that top to bottom I know it so well <laughs> and you know the, that's that, where I met you last time was on the 30th yeah, exactly yeah and I even remember was asking 20th 25th anniversary 25th right? anniversary yeah, yeah it was 2012 I right. think it was yeah and I remember that was the first thing I asked you I'm like tell me some mud stories <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know so there's see, a lot of them I can imagine sure hey, give me a really good mud story then um, I don't even know where to start. I remember last time we spoke, I asked you about recording the backing vocals, and you said that you were so surprised with how many layers he does. Well, on one particular song, I remember we'd, we'd recorded, uh, I think it was on Thought I Died and Gone to Heaven, uh, we were, because we had a 48-track machine, because uh, we, we Pro Tools didn't exist back no. then or anything digital. There's 48 tracks on tape? 48 tracks on tape. Wow. Um, it was digital tape, and so we recorded 48 tracks of one background vocal. I think it was "Thought I Died and Gone to Heaven" that the chorus, right. and then we were finished it, and I was like, "Wow, that sounds great." He goes, "Well, that's the left channel." <laughs> <laughs> so you did 48 more for the right. Yeah. And even though, oh, 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 all like, those, all those, all those, yeah. So you do forty-eight each. So there was like each line, really. Yeah, hundred wow. channels of vocals. That's crazy. And even the drums on that record, like you know, the, so were those done through the Fairlight? It was a combination of live mm-hmm. um, recording and 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 the uh, Fairlight. Mm. Um, so the, like drum, like the samples would come out of the Fairlight, and then like the cymbals would be overdubbed, kind of thing, or that that. And sometimes there was real performance um, inter, intermingled with with uh, you know the steadiness of the fair, Fairlight. Okay. Nice. Yeah, because there's a couple of sound, like a, like a couple elements on there where you hear some like real toms kind of blended in, and I'm like, oh, that's probably a live performance there. Yeah, and also we had uh, Clear Mountain mixing it, so Clear Mountain would have added. Yeah, what was that dynamic? Like, you have Mutt as a producer, and then you have Clear Mountain like mixing it. It was like, the A team. Yeah, because usually it would have been Mutt and Shipley, but then you have Clear Mountain. It was kind of like one of the original mixers, really. Yep. You know. So I mean, no, it was good. It yeah. worked out fine. What was the biggest difference between you know Clear Mountain on Reckless and then Mutt? Oh, you, you really can't compare. No. No, no, no. So to have I mean, them mixing the record, Keith, you know. Keith Scott, my guitarist, and I all, often say that uh, working with Mutt um, for, for 10 years was like going through the University of Rock. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, yeah. Ser- seriously, I mean, he was unbelievable. I learned a lot, and I think I became a much better, better singer for working with him. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, first and foremost, he's a bass player and a singer. Well, he's just an all-round musician. He, mm. He's one of the greatest producers of all time, and we really, we really have a lot of respect yeah. for him, and I uh, would love to work with him again. What's like the biggest lesson you learned? Are you still incorporating some of those lessons you learned from Mutt in the songwriting today, or um, production? There ideas? really isn't a rule when it comes to, to songwriting and Mutt because he he would always surprise me with 
where he would go would take things. Right. Um, but he he would also learn from us and from other people he's worked with in the past. Okay. He he's he's very very uh, very clever. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with Jim Valance, and he was talking about the Pretty Woman Broadway show. Right. And he said something really funny where he said that you guys would, you know, you've been working on this thing for four years. Yeah. You'd write a song, and then the director would come back and say, you know what, this isn't really fitting the scene. Can you go and rewrite it? Right. <laughs> so as a songwriter, like, trying to put this thing together, like, does that get into your mind? Like, oh, like, is this well, Jim, good enough? Well, Jim or? may not have been as ready for it as I was, because right. um, if we get back to Mutt, Mutt would often say to me, you know, that's... Let's make the, let's make your chorus a verse and write a new chorus. You know? Wow! So that that kind of stuff would happen, and so I was very used to the, and then again I, I did it again uh, on Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron, mm-hmm. um, that film, the animated film back in the in the two thousands where uh, I had DreamWorks uh, and the writing <clears throat> and the director directorial team coming in and saying. Yeah, we need to change this. We need to change that. We need to change this. You need to write a new one here. You write a new one there. Finish this one. Da da da. So it was always there was you know you spend literally the whole nine o'clock in the morning till midnight in the studio writing to make to make it work. And so I don't think Jim had been through that kind of. <laughs> he wasn't ready. That kind of grind. Yeah. So when I when I did it, it was like okay, here we go again. Right, right. I, I get this, but you know I had to sort of talk him off the ledge a few times. Yeah. Well, you said there you was know, a lot of sandwiches. Like we'd walk back, and I would take him for a sandwich, and okay, it's gonna be okay, man. We're gonna get this, you know. <laughs> it's that intense, though. Like sure. Oh man, you know it's true because like you know I've read stories about Mud, like you know the song Photograph of Def Leppard, or like okay, you know the entire song, the entire chorus changed during the mix. So it's like you're constantly... Listen, I'll tell you a great Mutt story. Uh, here, we, we got this song, and I think the song on the album was called Not Guilty. Okay. And I, great I really liked the chorus, but the verse just wasn't working. Okay. And so, and I kept saying, Mutt, I just don't think this verse is very good. We need to write a new verse. Hmm. And he finally went, stop the machine. He put all the tracks in record for the verse, like guitar, bass, drums, keyboards, any any vocals and he put it on record and dropped out for the chorus and I was like and kept he kept the drums right I said what did you just do he goes well you didn't like the verse let's write a new verse so that was it it was gone it gone, was just gone gone forever and you can't like control no, Z that no it's gone oh my god gone forever do you remember what it was nope man if it wasn't good enough that's all I know <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the kind of thing that would would always blow my mind. And yeah. he and he was he was really like cool with it. He'd be like, Mom, let's write another one. Wow. Yeah. That's intense, man. No, it's great. That's Matt, it was really cool. That was actually a great lesson. You know, the thing about songwriting and this is the thing I'd always say to songwriters is to be less precious about your your work, you know. Yeah. And always be open to making it better. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I love stories like that because I'm such a big Mutt fan that it's like, you know. I gathered that. Yeah. <laughs> well, a big fan of yours as well. You know, right. Like, well, it's so awkward. Thank I, mean, you. I, I interviewed Shania and I was just asking her Mutt questions and she was like, oh, it's totally fine. Like, I love talking about this stuff. Is that how she sounds? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> you know how she sounds. No, I don't. <laughs> the Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it.